Hello and welcome to episode 53 of the BitSocket podcast. I am permanent presenter Scott White. And I am the gilded cage Gavin Spence. The gilded cage? I quite like that. Yeah. Just so you know, Joe's not going to be in this podcast. Joe's away living up in Austin, Texas. So I thought I'd get a wee guest and who else could I get from the, the, the gaming scene? But not just the <laughs> gaming scene of Glasgow, the supernatural scene yeah, that's right. of Glasgow. It had to be Gavin Spence. I like this idea that the obviously I don't really necessarily follow you on Twitter or anything. Well, I mute you. Yeah. But um, the when you asked me to be on the show, I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. This whole Joe's away thing is kind of weird now because yeah. wherever he's hiding, he's been hiding a while. Is yeah. just going to get him out. Uh, it's weird that, isn't it? Like, uh, there's all these pictures of him saying he's in Texas, but it looks suspiciously like my hand. That <laughs> <laughs> just looks like Glasgow. But where is he though? Seriously. Uh, yeah, he's not going to be here. Sorry. For real? Aye. That's fine. Cool. You're good. You're, you've had your moments, don't worry. He's yeah. my favourite, but you have had your moments. I've, I try. Mm-hmm. And I try really hard, and I think it shows yeah. that I'm a try hard. You're a real try hard. But, uh, yeah, so, we're going to do... <laughs> we've done a guest since... I don't know if I did the one with Richie or Ali first. I think it was Ali first, and then I had Richie. Richie Morgan of I Hate Doctor Who fame. Aye. Well, esteemed company, in that case. Well, that's it. He's, well, he's got grey hair, so that's that makes him look distinguished. I've got no hair. You've got some hair. You've got, you're, you're tall, you carry it well, don't worry about it. <laughs> Your beard's quite full. Thank you. Anyway, that's enough about that. This is a games podcast. Give it a smell. Now, I know you do a games podcast, but this is a Games with a capital G podcast. This is the big thing. This is pretty much like, you know the big show? Mm-hmm. The wrestler? Yes. He used to be called The Wee Show. <laughs> 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 and then he got his chance to become The Big Show. Mm. When he went on to another podcast. Yeah. Okay, much. I get you. I Does get he still you. wrestle? You, do, it, do you even follow wrestling? Have I, I just do. assumed in my head that I you sadly do still follow wrestling, yes. Mm-hmm. He, the Big Show is not currently active, I don't believe. He's not killed anyone, has he? In storyline? No. Generally? Generally. Probably, I imagine. He's killed quite a few people. Yeah. Um, probably killed himself through years of drug uh, abuse or something. Anyway, Gavin, what games have you been playing? Uh, I've recently been playing King of Fighters 14. Oh, is it good? It's, well, I played the demo. Yeah. I quite enjoyed that. Well, you tell me. No, you tell me. Oh, right, is this it? Right, sorry. Again, this is the big time. I don't know how the, it works. The big leagues. Um, it's very good. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Street Fighter Five didn't really click with me. I tried mm-hmm. my best with Street Fighter. I didn't try yeah. my best. I didn't really practice. But um, it didn't really come as easily to me as King of Fighters seems to. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just because, you know, if you're the best at fighting games and you're group. Yeah. And then you go to an actual thing where other people who you've never met completely mm-hmm. scud your ass at the game. I think it might just be that. But... I'm finding King of Fighters just coming to me naturally. Mm-hmm. I think I may be a, some sort of King of Fighters savant. That's quite good. Yeah, I always find like, like things like Glez games, which you're heavily involved in. Heavily. Um, whenever like, is that a weight thing? A weight gag? Well, because I'm big. I'll let you decide. It was. <laughs> um, like folk will be like, "Oh, do you want to have a shot at this game?" And I'll be like, "Oh, have we shot a Street Fighter or whatever?" And then they give me a fighting stick, and I'm like, "Oh, fuck." I'm out my late, I'm out my yeah. depth already. I tried my best again with the fight stick. I'm going to stick with the fight stick mm-hmm. just to because I've spent the money on it. Yeah, and and I might as well. But even your man like Sean Bell from Midnight Resistance, he I was playing yeah. him in the Glass Game thing. He was like, I've not played Street Fighter in years. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've not. I don't think I've even really played five, and it just scudded me because yeah. I just I just don't have the Street Fighter instinct, that killer instinct you might say. I'm a virtual fighter man. Yeah, really. Virtual fighter is the game that I like. I, I'm not great at any fighting game. I'm passable. It's Soul Calibur. Okay. Um, 
and I'm alright at Virtua Fighter. So I enjoy those ones more. The boring ones? The boring ones. Well, I also enjoy Dead or Alive, but you're not allowed to say you enjoy Dead or Alive. <laughs> no, you can't say you like that, no. I can't say that Dead or Alive 5 is better than Street Fighter 5, except in a live show, which we did uh, a couple of weeks ago. Did you do a live show? Um, I... <sighs> no, no, you get to do in fighting games. You get mm. to say, and it makes you look really cool. Yeah. You say, Bushido Blade, bring that back. Oh, I've got Bushido Blade then. I bet Through you another do. room, actually. I bet you do. I, did, I wasn't one of these people that played it at the time, though. I think mm. I got my copy, like, when I was, like, 26. I was, oh. like, because I read, like, a retrospective on, I think, Eurogamer had, like, why Bushido... It was probably something like Bushido Blade was the Dark Souls of fighting mm. games or something. We've had it about, what, eight, nine years now, so... Mm-hmm. It was good. Well, when I was 26? Yeah. Oh, right. That's just making a wee joke. That was good. Oh, at least you tried it. You've been playing any other games? No. <laughs> <laughs> I finished up uh, Abzu on the PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm a massive fan. Journey and Flower are two of my favourite games. Yeah. Of all is it the same makers? It's the same art director from mm-hmm. those games. Oh, created right. this new studio called Giant Squid. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the game is much... It's an amalgamation of Journey and Flower. Oh, right. Set underwater. Mm-hmm. Um, it's beautiful. And it has, hits all the same notes as those games. That kind of emotional yeah. pull that they have. Mm. Uh, very much worth your money and time. Mm. I, well, I, I love Flower. Flower is yeah. like one of my favourite... I nearly said non-games, but that's insulting because it is a proper game. Yeah. But it's definitely it's one of those like nice, relaxing mm-hmm. games. Except when it gets really intense near the end, and like yeah. you start thinking, "Oh fuck, I need to actually pay attention." I need to worry about this. I can't just waggle my pad. I, uh, but yeah, no, definitely. A, mm-hmm. Everyone go out and get. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll pick that up. Anything else? Um, no. Do you know what? I tried to play. I, I'm not. I'm allowed to say that I hacked my Vita. Yeah, of to course. play to play the snares. I'm allowed to say that in the big thing. Oh, you can say it. Do the police listen to this podcast? Well, we are the number one most listened to video games podcast by Strathclyde Police. By the scum. <laughs> just cut that out, please. <laughs> Don't get my motor clamped. Uh, but yeah, so I've just been playing through, like, I completed the Lost Levels. Uh-huh. Never done that before. Mm-hmm. Through the use of save states. Nice. It was incredible. That's how I completed Mega Man 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gotta love save states, man. Mm-hmm. What have you, never mind me. Uh huh. What have you been what playing? What have I been playing? Well, um, well, I played and completed Deus Ex, the brand new Deus Ex Mankind Divided, How which of it? course you can see our review How on our it? YouTube channel as well. I think it plays really well. Mm-hmm. I think the story's a bit pump. Okay. Like it feels like by the time you completed it, it doesn't feel like anything's moved that far forward. Right. Um, no, no, but it, it feels like the middle part of a trilogy. It definitely has that kind of like, right, so we need to move the story on to this point. How do we do that? Right. And it does that quite efficiently. I heard so, it's quite abrupt at the end. It's very abrupt. Yeah. Like, because there was lots of side quests that were leading to this kind of interesting, like, a lot of the side quests are quite interesting. And there's elements you'll think, oh, that's something cool. Like, I don't want to spoil anything because there's, there's not that many side quests. So mm-hmm. I don't want to go into too much depth. But there was definitely wee crumbs that was leading me to think there was something bigger coming. Okay. And then you complete the game and you're like, all right. Oh. That's that then. But I suppose it's about the journey more than the the destination in that respect. Definitely, I, I totally agree. It's, it plays really well. The levels are well designed. Unlike, did you play the last DSX game? I did, but I didn't go on with it. Like, because people kept saying, "Oh, we've redesigned the bosses." I I fought one boss <laughs> the whole game, and, and it's the last boss who you don't really have much of a choice. Yeah, we redesigned it by removing them. Pretty much. Well, okay. I don't know, like. There's, there's, you end up having lots of conversations with certain people, mm-hmm. like the the big intense ones where you've got lo- like, oh, what kind of personality are they and stuff. Right. And I don't know if failing that means it would have led to fights. Okay. So I don't know if it was just like, oh, did I just like 
jam my way through not having to fight folk. So like most of the bosses, if they are bosses, are just kind of mm-hmm. chats. Yeah, like that's good. That's nice. Um, but I enjoyed it. I think the, the the game world is beautifully designed, like how it's like put together and how more than the story, the way the the areas are, the the with the where you play. So like you, the the game, the kind of only big hub is Prague, um, and there's another kind of part called uh, Go- Golem City, and it's how the areas and the game world shows how run down and oppressed everything is. Way right. more than the story does. It's environmental but, storytelling, isn't it? <laughs> it is environmental stories, <laughs> but I think that's what it excelled at. But it still has loads of weird glitches. Like every time I loaded it up, it gave me like free experience points. That's good. Like pretty much free upgrades. So like by near the end, my Adam Jensen was like way more powerful than he should have been. I was like, well, fuck it. How do you feel That'll about do. Adam Jensen? Uh, I think he's bland as fuck. Yeah, he's a really boring. He's not even a proper cipher. I can't feel like I can put my personality on him. Yeah, I was going to say you don't feel like you're projecting Scott White onto that. Yeah, it's like when you when you have something like uh, Mass Effect, mm-hmm. for the most part, you kind of can explore the relationships and kind of like play Shepard kind of the way you want to, mm-hmm. not totally. Um, but this, no, you're just a boring guy. Yeah, a really I, I do feel boring that, guy. I'm not a big Mass Effect person either, but I do feel that when I play that that Shepard is my Shepard. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what I was kind of getting at whether that's the same kind of way as in yeah it's more like you're either the kind of good Adam Jensen or the slightly not as good Adam there's not really even an asshole Adam Jensen it's just like bland Adam Jensen or rude Adam Jensen so Uh, Adam Jensen or Jensen Button Uh, Jensen Button yeah definitely nice he'd support you maybe (laughs) Uh, and uh, I've been playing Ghost Trick Oh yeah, so I think I, I think I mentioned that in the last podcast, but I've still been playing that and Did enjoying you stop that. Just banging on about Ghost Trick. I know I can't stop. I can't help myself. I liked that there was that. I think I played it on the iPad. Oh yeah, well, there's the iOS, the iOS version. It's a 3D. Well, it's the DS version. Mm. I see, I'm playing it on just because I, I found a copy really cheap. That's right. um, brilliant. Just brilliantly designed. Great puzzles uh, and Attack on Titan, the new Attack on Titan game, which we're going to be talking about in a bit more depth in a Ooh. minute. Uh, but I've been enjoying it. Like it's not great. But it's kind of like that weird... It's like, you know everyone talks about there's not, like, B-tier games, like that kind of... They're not the big AAA games, but those games that just kind of fit right in the middle between indie and, like, the big games. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's totally that. Mm-hmm. It's made by the guys who made Dynasty Warriors. You can totally tell it's made by the guys who make Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. Um, and it's good fun. I've heard it's quite short, because I've only really played it for, like, maybe two or three hours, and apparently I've probably only got about another two or three hours left. Oh, great. I love a short game. Um, oh, yeah, me too. Fucking, I love Absolutely. a short game. Again, that's why Abzu's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. four hours done. Oh, that's good. I think you know you can tell how good the game is when you're talking. You say it's good, but you yeah, go, eh, 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 it's good. Yeah, and you're like, ah, I get it. Aye, yeah, I know. What it's you mean. not. It's not brilliant, but uh, when I traded in No Man's Sky, I had to get something. So. How good did it feel trading in No Man's Sky? I felt incredible. Oh. So empowering. I'm still like my line with No Man's Sky is that I think it's it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the execution is really good. Yeah, it's not quite the game I thought I was getting, but I don't know if that's because I refused to watch trailers and I was like, <laughs> no, I want to keep a secret. Yeah, uh, I, I certainly don't feel cheated of my money or my time with mm-hmm. No Man's Sky, but I think after putting like twenty hours in, yeah, despite the amount of stuff there's meant to be, yeah, I think felt I'd seen it all. So I, th- I think it'll be like a, de- a, de- a Destiny style game, which I've, I've kind of said before. I think in a year's time there'll be so much more stuff to it mm-hmm. that it will become like. Like oh you have to you have to get back into this. I mean I don't mind I, that's what I did with Destiny. But yeah, it's, I I think I'll be happy to do that. But 
I, I don't I don't go as far as some to say like oh I was missold it was no I don't believe it was. I was cheated out it was like no. no if you if you look at what they said that's what you got yeah they didn't really uh, necessarily lie at any time or aye. folk just watched the trailer and then they were like oh I'll, I'll buy it based on that this is my key this is my passport to another dimension yeah I think that's no, it's not. not great anyway right Hiya. we're gonna go on, go on to our first feature are you excited I'm very excited like this is this is it the big time I'm on BitSocket <laughs> at least you got the name I right? did it you did it Well, I guess it's confession time. We were going to do Five Minutes in Heaven with Attack on Titan, but the level I was going to get Gavin to play, where he take control of Eren in his Titan form, was inaccessible when I went to load it up. Apparently you either only get to play it once, or need to get an S rank, which under the pressure of Gavin's gaze, I couldn't achieve. It was like the man in the museum said, when pointing to a statue of the upper half of Julius Caesar, it was a bust. So... I thought I'd play more of the game myself and do a wee review. So here goes. Attack on Titan, developed by Omega Force, is both amazingly great fun and pretty boring. The star of the game is the 3D manoeuvring gear. This is how you get about the levels and the most important tool in your arsenal for taking down the Titans. No game since Spider-Man 2 the movie has realised a form of motion in such a brilliant way. Tricky to begin with and then revealing subtleties as you play, it's a thing of wonder. The combat as well, lifted straight from the series, works brilliantly, chopping the Titans into bits before absolutely subjugating those sweet napes. The thing is, that's pretty much most of the game. The levels are similar in design to those found in Dynasty Warriors, giving you the chance to chase the objective or to save your teammates. But again, that's it. It's the same enemies in varying sizes and the same tactics you use on pretty much all of them. Some titans are worth slicing and dicing for extra crafting parts, otherwise you'll just be aiming for those lovely kissable napes. Fans of the anime won't find too much has changed in the transition from screen to game, except in the epilogue that you need to trudge through some repetitive expedition missions to unlock. For all the boring bits though, I've quite enjoyed playing Attack on Titan. It's not made for all day gaming sessions and it's not a big AAA experience. It's right in that lovely middle ground that seems to get smaller with every generation. I can imagine playing this on the PS2, albeit with, of course, significantly graphical downgrades. If you're a fan of the series and just have to play it, then chances are you've already bought it and you don't give a flying 3D manoeuvring gear with what I think. And if you're not a fan, you probably just don't give a fuck. But it's a fun game for those of us who love to pretend to be teenagers and cut up naked men. Now, Gavin, Mm -hmm. do you prefer Gav or Gavin? Uh, I don't have a preference. People tend to gravitate towards Gav. How about Spency? Without my permission, definitely not Spency. Yes, Spency, I love it. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, before I end up... It'd be funny to call him Spency because he doesn't like it. Spenso? Uh, Spenso's good. Pez? Can I call you Pez? No, I've got a friend called Pez. Do you? Uh-huh. All right, then. So, But I don't know them, though. Leave it. All right, okay, then. How about... No, I'll stick with Gavin. Is Joe not coming right enough? <laughs> right. Up first, we're going to do one of our traditional features. I'm, I'm a you know traditional what? guy. I like giving you a wee slice mm. of what it's like to be Joe. Oh, Me, glaring at him and posing him questions that are too hard for his wee brain to, to deal with. Slipping your hand in the front of my trousers. <laughs> are you wearing... Are you, <laughs> Get out of there. <laughs> are you wearing super dry boxers? I am. Nice. They won't be super dry in a minute. <laughs> Sinister bottom. Mm-hmm. It, oh, no! Exactly. The one that I was like, I hope they don't do that because I'm terrible at that. <laughs> Sinister Bottom is a feature where I take the name of some new video games and also at least two old ones <laughs> and put them through thesaurus.com mm-hmm. and uh, you've got to try and figure out what game 
that I have thesaurist. I think maybe the what, the reason I feel so close to Joe mm-hmm. is that he's as bad as it as I am. Yeah. Well, I I think these are quite straightforward. <laughs> you went a bit Cam the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> I think these are quite good. Okay. Okay. First one, internal. Is it inside? It is. Whoa, well done. There we go. That was my that was my wee starter. Oh, Did you enjoy the starter? That was the easy one. That was a wee uh, haggis, neeps, and tatties ghetto. Mm. Ghetto. Ghetto. Slayer is stiff. <laughs> I'm a bet. Slayer is stiff. Slayer is stiff. Killer. Mm-hmm. Is. Mm-hmm. Hard. Is that a game? Is that a game that exists? <laughs> uh, I, 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 I don't know. Are I'm... you actually? Are you? Are you taking the piss? No, I don't. I don't play computer game games. Up? Killer is dead. Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. That's why I've got a, I've got a terrible recall on these things. Do you? And I don't play computer games. Oh well, then you get five points. Straight Yay. away. Burial bandit. Burial bandit. Mm-hmm. Burial bandit. I think this one's quite easy, but Alison disagreed when I tried it out last night. Is it funeral criminal? <laughs> is that <laughs> is funeral? famous game? Yeah, that's the next thing that Hideo Kojima's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> funeral criminal. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. Tomb Raider. Ah, shit on me. <laughs> Maybe after the podcast. Okay. Creator, consumer, two. <laughs> Creator, consumer, two. Sometimes it works to think of pick one word and think, right, what's another word for this? Creator, consumer, two. So t- I'll, I'll give you a clue. It's, two is two. Is it a sequel to a game? It is a sequel. Is it Metroid 2? No, um... I Metroid. Is no. it Metroid 2? I... Yay! Because that's that's a word you can put in the thesaurus, and it comes out with that. Look, I'm just trying to hide my ignorance with humour. Okay. Tell you what, have an actual guess. Consumer. Mm-hmm. So what what are you doing if you're consuming something? Oh, you can you can either eat it or you can buy it. Mm, okay. Give me it again. <laughs> creator, consumer two. It's the sequel to the famous Creator Consumer one. Something eater two. <sighs> Yes. Oh, what? No. Now think, think hard. See, I don't, I don't genuinely play a lot of computer okay. games. Okay, are you giving up? Yeah. God Eater Two. God, who the God Eater Two? Come on. Hi. Hi. It's a game. <laughs> so so far you've got one. Yes. One out of That's, one out of four. I was very worried about doing this because I say I'm so mm-hmm. mad at it. Yeah. But at least I've got one. See, the thing is, I'm always glad that Joe doesn't really do this feature back to me because I'd be hopeless at mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Last one. You'll get this. Scoundrels. 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 Is it? Mm-hmm. Metroid Two. <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't I my mind goes blank when I think when these things happen. I'm a bad guest. I'm sorry. I, I don't be- belong here in the big time. You don't. You've proven it. I know, but we're going to keep proving it. The first feature you bring in is the this one. I know. Right. What do you think? Scoundrels. Scoundrels. Badman. Ah, oh, you got it in one. Is it bad lads? It's bad, bad lads too. Is it bad lads uh, on PlayStation? It's worms. <laughs> Is it really worms? Yeah, <laughs> scoundrels. That's worms. good. That's good. You know, you're always out in the back garden digging up the scoundrels. Ah, you're like all oh, these scoundrels. Oh god, there's a scoundrel on the path. Oh, you ever eaten a scoundrel? I've not, but I hear if you cut a scoundrel in half, the two halves go the opposite direction. <laughs> Sorry, I'm rubbish at that. Ah, that's okay. We've got another feature that you can have a shot at as well. I didn't think about the the, el- the competitive element yeah. that much. I didn't prepare. Mm-hmm. It's not really about games. It's more about me and no. Joe quizzing each other. Trying to make each other look stupid. 
Pretty much. Yes. It's never. It's not been about games from day one. Yeah. Well, you should really smash that GMA over your knee then, shouldn't you? I try, but it's too hard. Mm. It's harder than my knee. We can both agree. Sinister bottom. A disaster. Yeah, I bottomed you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sunk. In a sinister manner, I bought. Considered, considered me bottomed. Mm-hmm. So next up then, mm-hmm. another classic feature. And by classic, I mean I had to make it last night during the Bake Off because I forgot to do features until last night. Jeez, oh. I, was, I, was, I was all prepared to do like, oh, I'll do this, I'll do that. And then it got to like half eight and I was like, oh shit, I've not done anything yet. So it's it was a like, different world at the top of the mountain. And you don't even seem shaken. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of level that a GMA award winning... <laughs> Post Is that? You make me blush mm. Mm. So Meta Crock of Shit mm-hmm. Is a game when I delve Into the user reviews on Metacritic For some pretty well regarded games And I'm going to read you some of these reviews okay. I'm gonna, And then you're going to have to guess what game it is they're talking about Right Now I try and make these quite easy Because I know I could just pick any old shit Where someone doesn't even reference what the game is like mm-hmm. But I try to not do that You've done your research I'm a good guy so This review is by Faustito, a game where you fight against corporations feeding another corporation. DLC, microtransactions, bad port, and the extreme sellout campaign ruined the original spirit of the saga. A very sad story for true fans. So this will be a recent game. So talk corporations about, feeding corporations. Talk about microtransactions, a bad port. It's not. Mm. It's not an Assassin's Creed game, is it? It's not an Assassin's Shit. Creed game. In a barrel. Would you like another guess? No. <laughs> it was Deus Ex Mankind Divided. Oh, I hate Deus Ex though. And what what score do you think the uh, Faustito gave that? It's, it's on a 10 rating, isn't it? Oh, out of 10. Uh, sounds like a, a 4. Mm, it was a 0. A 0? A You're zero. joking? Oh. So you can't, like, the Metacritic review scores, it's, it's, it's all or nothing. <laughs> all or nothing. Uh, That's up, a nice, nice little hint for later. <laughs> up next we have... Rifle Nator, one, two, three, four. And what did this guy say? <laughs> okay, this game is badly designed and it's a total butt to people who don't like hard games in a very better than you manner. It's baffling to me that a game can show some excellent design philosophy and then proceed to do something so egregious as to cause a user to repeat a very slow and boring section over and over. This game is poorly designed and while it can be enjoyed by most, those that take issue with the small things should avoid this entirely. Idiots might like it, but I'm smart, so I didn't yeah. realize what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a new game. All these are new games. Okay. Okay, I don't really play games. I know. Um, You've played this one, though. Have I? Yeah, because I know you have. Because <laughs> I do my goddamn research. Shit. I've been watching you for months. Damn. It's not Abzu, is it? It's not. Um, a game that I've played recently. Mm-hmm. I only play, like, Destiny and mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto. Well, you're going to have to, to be fair, it does describe destiny. You do do the same thing over and over mm-hmm. again. And well, it's boring. Is that your guess? Yes. It was Fury. Ah, crap. I tell you what, that is a shitty game. Uh, I, I, there's weird bits of that review that I kind of agree with in that it was a really... I thought, this game looks really good. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, that well. It was a huge disappointment. I was thinking about that in terms of like my least favourite games. I don't, give mm-hmm. a, I don't care if a game's bad. Yeah, like I can forget about that instantly, but the things that stick with me is a game like Fury. You look at it and you say that looks amazing, and it's just so boring. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. Uh, what score do you think uh, Rifle Nighter One Two Three Four gave that? Well, I'm going to say a zero. A zero. It was a four. Oh shit! It was a four. Because the they they said at the end the game is poorly designed, but it can be enjoyed by most. So that's that's a four. At least he's given something to the, the idiots. 
Exactly, you need to give something to the idiots. Why I'm up, on here. <laughs> up next is Beast Mode 2449. And Beast Mode has to say, no story. No idea what is going on throughout the game, other than... Now, I don't know if this is a spoiler for the game, so I'm not going to say it. Because <laughs> I've not played it. Both endings are stupid. Game is crazy short. Then the ending starts to get exciting, picking up the pace. Then all of a sudden, it feels like getting blue balls. Credits roll, then an overwhelming feeling of getting kicked in the nuts for spending $20 on dot 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 this. Wait till it drops in price for $5 on Xbox Live Gold. Sounds like they're talking about Destiny again. It's not Destiny. Damn it. So think about new games. It'll be Destiny eventually, won't it? No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I was kind of <laughs> hoping on that. I was kind of counting on that. It's a oh. new game. Short. A new short game. Well, that's what it's saying. It's just short. It's not Abzu, is it? <laughs> <laughs> is it Ten Second Ninja? It's not. It is. It's Inside. How the how could MD have a bad word to say about Inside? Well, this guy has uh, Beast Mode two four four nine has. Uh, see how many bad words? Uh, Seventy four bad words to say about Beast Mode. I respect your name, but <laughs> and what score do you think Beast Mode gave that? So not happy with the price, not happy with the game. Thought it was boring. I'm still going to say he's going to give it something. Because mm-hmm. somebody like Beast Mode's got to give something yeah. back. I'd say give it a two. Four? A four four again? again, I know. Generous Beast Mode. I know. Up next is Your Mum Washes. True. <laughs> Margaret. An- another gaming industry disgrace. <laughs> it's not a game. It doesn't have gameplay elements. It doesn't have any purpose to play it. And it's criminally short. The same travesty is Journey. If you like real games, avoid at all costs. Your mum washes is quite angry about this game. Is it Abzu? It is Abzu. Yeah, you fight- finally got one. Is it King of Fighters? <laughs> and your mum washes. What did your mum washes give that? I'm gonna have to say zero. One. Ah, crap. One out of ten. Last one. So so far you've got uh, not one, not one right. I got Abzu right. Oh fuck! No, you're right. Actually, uh-huh. the, the one there. Thank so you, one man. out of four. One out of four. As Let's long even- as the next one's Abzu, I'm sorted. <laughs> oh, this is not. A true, and I'm not saying the, the name of the series because that'll give away. This is not a true blank game. So much so that it's hard to think, <laughs> it's hard to not think of it as a declaration of creative bankruptcy. Chibi characters in a series that's known for its haunting, eerie atmosphere. Random space marines in a series known for its strong protagonist. Nintendo truly has fallen from grace. Is it Metroid? Prime Federation Force. It is Yay. Metroid Prime Federation Force. How do, you, do you fancy that game? Um, I've I've heard the football game's quite good. Yeah, you like football, I've not played it. Oh, I love the football. You I love, love the, the I love the the Jers and the um, Kamarnik. <laughs> I'm a big Wraith Rovers man. Is that right? After maybe. Um, fuck it. It's Nintendo owning it. They can do what the fuck they want. Well, that's true. It doesn't mean. I don't think necessarily they're going to be not. They didn't not make another proper Metroid game. Yeah. To make this. Aye, it, it's obviously like right now they didn't have anything else they really wanted to do and someone was like, why do we do something a bit like Monster Hunter but we shouldn't? And they're like, what can we attach that to? Well, Mario doesn't have a gun. Mm. Link has a bow and arrow. It's not really a gun. Does Wario have a gun? No, right, Metroid. Yeah. She has a gun. It's so wild. I, I've said it so yeah. many times. I don't know why there's no Metroid stuff. Yeah. Ever? Mm, I'd, I'd, uh, well, I've got a, a, a Samus Figma. We can look at it later. Oh, excellent. Anyway, two, <laughs> two out of five. That's not that's not too bad. Um, Joe, sorry. that's that's not quite as good as Joe, but no, well, could I, be worse. I can never be as good as Joe. 
I know. I'll try and do his laugh. So, uh, what score do you think? Oh, I didn't even say who uh, reviewed that. That was Seven Rue Three G- Gam Three Er. I believe it's meant to be True Gamer, oh. but it's uh, Seven Rue Three Gam Three Er. They've been forced to use letters and numbers yeah. in that way. So, what score? Creatively bankrupt, chibi characters. I'm going to have to go with a zero. It was a two. Fuck. I know. <sighs> I set you up earlier, and you fell. Well, you know, it's like when you say it, it's either all or nothing, mm-hmm. and then it definitely isn't. It? I know. I'm not bitter about it. It's false advertising. A little bit. It's like saying this podcast is funny. It is. It's really good. <laughs> Up now, Gavin has a feature for us. So, what brilliant feature do you have in store for me? That's right. I'm in the driving seat now. Yeah. Uh, is it canon? Oh, I've not played this before. Well, is it? <laughs> yes right so being an expert on the supernatural and the macabre mm-hmm. I thought I'd do something that we call in the industry a deep dive okay in one of the most beloved and frankly terrifying game series of all time mm-hmm. Splatterhouse oh nice yeah, have you ever played Splatterhouse I haven't no really uh, I've watched I watched a video about it once watched a couple of let's plays <laughs> let's plays video what, uh, what ups your boy <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've got a series of statements about the Splatterhouse series, and Scott, mm-hmm. it's going to be your job yeah. to tell me if it's Splatterhouse canon or if it's an absolute pile of steaming horse apples. Okay, I'm excited. Okay. Uh, Splatterhouse, if you don't know, at home, uh, it's a side scroll and beat em up, <laughs> lots of blood going monsters. It's been heavily influenced by American and European horror films. Uh, quite a controversial title in its day. You're fighting all sorts of things, skinned babies hanging from nooses and the like. It's pretty grim, but let's get on with it. Okay, you ready? Okay. Question one. Mm-hmm. It involves a wee bit of setup, so please All stay right. with me. Okay. The nineteen eighty eight original game revolves around Rick, who's a Jason Voorhees looking prick who's fighting to save his girlfriend Jennifer. Mm-hmm. At the end of the game, Rick finds Jennifer caught in a room full of monsters. As all the monsters run off, Jennifer's delighted to see Rick, only to suddenly transform into a monster herself. Ooh. Rick is forced to fight her or die by her hands. She occasionally reverts to human form, whimpering and begging for help. Once she's battered, she reverts to her normal form one final time and thanks Rick before dying in his arms. Is that canonical? Oh, right. Uh, I was just so I was so swept up in it's, your words. Well, it's my narrative. Yeah, it was good. Um, I'd, yeah, canon. Why not? Is canon, yes. It's horrific. <laughs> uh, it's the worst canon. One of the first instances in our youth where we find out that life is just one big kick in the fucking face and arms. <laughs> Question two. Mm-hmm. The original game takes place within the grounds of the West Mansion, where you fight hordes of monsters, brought by the experiments of evil Dr. West. When Namco were designing the game, they made sure to include several references to real-life grisly events, leading to the Dr. West's full name eventually becoming Dr. Fred West. Is it canon? Oh, it's, it's a bad I, I want it to be canon so hard. It could be. There's a lot of references in this game. It's not canon. No, it's not canon. <laughs> it's Dr. Henry West, Desperado. Imagine it had been Fred West, though. I could see it happening. Because, like, you can imagine, like, Namco back in 1988 being like, okay, that'll be funny. Yeah, that's, that's whatever. <laughs> Question three. Rick gets his superhuman powers from the Terror Mask, a mask possessed by the spirit of a benevolent demon with its own agenda. At the end of the third game, the mask spirit possesses the remains of the game's final boss, ready to take over our dimension. But Rick discovers his true power has been inside him all along, <laughs> allowing him to defeat the spirit. Is that canon? No, it's not canon. It's canon. Oh, uh, right. 
one of the first instances of our youth where we find out that anything <laughs> is possible if you believe in yourself and find your inner strength. This is lovely. Did you learn a lot from Splatterhouse? I did. I did. I mean, I kind of based my life on it, man. <laughs> All right. I kind of based my life on it. Explains the mask. <laughs> Which is falling. I know. The fuck? Seen the real me? In the graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> so cut, start this bit again. In the Japanese-only game for the Famicom, Splatterhouse Wanpaku Graffiti from 1989, <laughs> the graveyard boss of the first level rises from the ground, a vampire dressed in a red jacket, not dissimilar to that of the frightful face of Funk himself, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Music eerily reminiscent of Thriller starts, and as the villain attacks, he moonwalks across the graveyard and his minions do a synchronised dance. Is it canon? From Splatterhouse Wanpaku Graffiti. <laughs> canon. It's canon. Is it actually yep. canon? Yep, and it's worth looking into if you haven't seen it. It's very entertaining. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's like Michael. Miss you, love you. <laughs> Every day. You're doing really well on Is It Canon? I've done it, what, is it three out of four? You've got three out of four, and you've got one final okay. one. Okay, okay. I can do this. The 2010 Splatterhouse remake has had quite an extreme tone, really pushing the limits of what audiences would find acceptable. For example, the title of Chapter 2 is Suck My Dick, Dr. West. <laughs> Is that canon? <laughs> it's a very extreme game. This is 2010. What, what, what was it called? What was the chapter? Chapter 2. Suck my dick, Dr. West. <laughs> that can't be canon. You're right, it isn't canon. Oh. You know me too well. Did it have chapter names even similar to that? No, they're all like... Chapter 2, Hospital. A graveyard full of dead things. Oh, because that'd be so good. Munching down on skeleton bones and things like that. Oh. Yeah, but no, unfortunately not. Splatterhouse is a very interesting series, even if it isn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> that should be your pitch to do the next one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, so what's your pitch? Well, I don't think the games are particularly good, but... They're interesting. They're interesting, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. And is that not all you need these days? Mm -hmm. Look at No Man's Sky, am I right? <laughs> it's my life's work to go on everybody's podcast and mm -hmm. do that wanker English accent that offends everybody. Yeah. Where is he? <laughs> and now it's time to say your bit. Love that name. <laughs> I think it's Joe's proudest creation. That and the name Bitsocket. Did he come up with Bitsocket? It I? came to him in a dream. <laughs> it, and, I mean, and I mean that sincerely, Joe said, because originally we thought of, uh, what was the name? Blue Wizard is Dead. Nice. We both, Joe was like, oh, that's good. And I was like, oh, that's cool from Gauntlet, that's nice. Yeah. A game we've never once spoken about <laughs> in five years of videos and 53 podcasts. Um, and then he, he had a dream where we were doing a video show called Bitsocket, a name that means if you Google us, you will never find us. You'll find links to like the Halfords website. Yes, yeah. Or people trying to fix their computers. Yeah, if you so, search for our podcast, nothing comes up either, so it's all right. <laughs> so anyway, this week we asked... Tell us about your scariest video game experiences. Firstly, before going further, present your supernatural credentials. Me? No, the ghost. Oh, okay. The ghost of Joe. Uh, I am the co-creator and co-host of a Supernatural Entertainment System, the mm -hmm. premier paranormal podcast uh, in which we discuss the latest supernatural news, paranormal news, we do features. It's very much the scary bit socket. Mm -hmm. That would be something you could say. Yeah. You could say that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. We're not going to. we've got a, like a brand to uphold, like a level of, like a standard of quality. Mm hmm. I've that... seen that being here today. 
the less about that, the better. Mm-hmm. So, Gavin, you're going to read from Facebook first? That's true, yeah, I'm down here in the social media lounge. <laughs> and I'm just going to say we got uh, probably, the mo- I get, the most responses we've ever had. So if we don't read out your suggestion, it's just because I really want my dinner. Mm-hmm. It's a tough titty, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the quintessential stud muffin, Simon Marshall, sent us this, saying the opening of Dead Space when Isaac first encounters the necromorphs. Uh, as he finally made his way, he's writing a, a wee lovely wee novel here. As he as he finally made his way into a secure and peaceful lift after a chase, a necromorph bursts through the doors, only for me to switch the console off and not play Dead Space again until months later. Terrifying. Have you played Dead Space? I love Dead Space. Yeah, I was. I think I got as far as chapter seven. Yeah, and I was like, nah, it has to go off. I'm not a big uh, scary games kind of person. Yeah. Um, I have my own story, my own answer to this question. Yeah. But um, I don't. Uh, Dead Space is just I seem to be able to run right through them. Mm, I really? like them a lot. It's too scary for me. Yeah. It's always the music. I would always try and get someone to play it with me. I'd be like, yes. oh, would someone want to hang out when I play a scary game? And folk would be like, no. No. And I'd be like, oh, right, fuck. It was, I tried to play a PT, mm-hmm. the, the demo thing, for ages, and I could only, only ended up doing it with me and three other people in the room. Yeah. And I was making my pal Jerry play it. And I was like, that thing where like you're looking at your phone yeah. at the same time as you're watching it, and you know there's something mm-hmm. scary, so you're looking down at your phone. There's a lot of that happening. We filmed a feature that we never released. I can't remember. I don't think it was very good. But it was See No, see no Evil, Hear No Evil. Right. So I was playing PT, but couldn't hear it. Okay. And Joe could hear it, but couldn't see it. <laughs> uh, it, was, it, was, it was a good idea, which we never did anything with. Is it? Did you film it? Yeah, we filmed it. It'll be on Joe's computer somewhere. It's like one of those Lost Doctor Who episodes I've heard all about. <laughs> Almost. Um, Chris Booth says the music in Silent Hill 2 freaked him out. Uh, and everyone's very wordy on Facebook, aren't they? They are. I'm not used to being on Poets. a podcast where you get... Questions. No, well, you get responses that are even oh, more yeah. than a sentence, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Hamson Hunt says he got an end gauge for Christmas. Oh. <laughs> I can't <laughs> oh, I could do my... <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Um, Ross Falconer says he doesn't really get scared much with games. Fucking bragging. Uh, he gets I'm, a, pre- I'm a big boy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's a, when he was a kid, he turned off the music for Resident Evil 2. It just creeped him the fuck out. And he couldn't listen to it anymore, that damn police station. And also similarly with Condemned. Do you ever play Condemned? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Again, played it for like 20 minutes and I was like, nah, off. Gave me the willies. Off, off, off. Gave me the willies. Graham McNaught said PT also, very tense from a few loops around the house, freaking him out more and more. And that flash of the figure coming up. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's too much. The scariest thing I've ever seen. The scariest thing I've ever seen is the spider that's currently under the sofa. In the room that we're in right now. Are you serious about the spider under the it's sofa? Fucking huge. Oh. I don't mind spider. I saw a guy drop a spider on the street the other day. <laughs> what do you mean? Right, explain that. I was on our girl street. It was on Sunday. Me and Ali had been to Next because she was looking at maternity clothes. We were walking and then there was a guy sitting in a bollard outside Barclays Bank. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it looked like he dropped a pile or something. It looked like kind of grey. It looked like he, you know, when you've got like a tumble dryer. And you empty the where all the ooze yeah, and stuff you've is. Emptied the ooze, yeah. The ooze, uh, and it looked like a pile of that, like mm-hmm. a, a wee grey pile of that. And then it moved. <laughs> and then it just moved a wee bit, and he leant down and he, he picked it back up, and it was just his big grey hairy spider, and it was big. It wasn't like a tiny wee. It was like a like an a, actual big tarantula sized spider. Yeah, and he was just sitting on a bollard outside Barclays, playing my spider. More power to him. And I was like, I, I spent, I've spent so much time thinking about it. I'm like, I understand people have spiders for pets. That's cool. But why would you take it out of the house? Why would you be playing on it, playing playing with it, on a bollard outside Barclays Bank in Argyle Street? I think if you're the kind of person that has a spider like that, you can just do whatever you like. Who's going to stop you? I suppose the police. <laughs> um, 
do you, do you have much of an international audience? Do you think we have a wee bit? Yeah, well, yeah. we we can usually see where people download the podcast. I think usually it tends to be uh, after like the UK, it's like uh, America and like Australia. I'd like to know. Please send in to at BitSocket your what do you call the us in your tumble dryer? <laughs> do you call it us in America or Australia? I don't, I don't think people even call it that outside this room. No. What else do you call it? Though? It's the us. It's not dust. No, it's definitely not dust. Clothly, clo- clothes leavings. Clothes leavings is probably what they call it in England. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, everyone's kind of gone on the PT train. And mm-hmm. one guy, Luke Russell, says it, when he was about eight, he used to play Turok on the PC. One day he tried to open it, and an error popped up saying the program has performed an illegal action. I oh. panicked and turned off the computer. I was terrified the police were going to come round for me after about a week, and never told my parents. I think that's why Joe stopped playing Shadow Warrior. Right, yeah. But he didn't even own it. It was like, because Joe, Joe's family were a Mac family, so everything they had was like demos off the front of like Mac World. Yeah, chess Master and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And I remember he stopped playing it because he realised it was an 18. I think he saw a naked <laughs> woman in it. And he was like, right, we can't ever play that again. <laughs> Joe, man. This demo for like Shadow Warrior, this pixelated naked woman. Yeah. It's like, oh, we can't. I, I saw that and I, I had to hide the disc. Pure as the driven snow, that boy. The purest boy. Uh, so going on to Twitter, and again we got a thousand responses. So we'll try and get through the ones you that. Uh, a thousand responses. <laughs> Aye, why not? <laughs> sure. Why not? So up first, uh, we've got at Anti Bloom, who oh. says uh, Mickey Mouse Castle of Illusion. Uh, never forget me and my sister playing it, and right, a scary bit. My dad passed in the room steaming. <laughs> Um, he was just back from the pub and me and my sister were traumatised <laughs> that's bad to laugh actually yeah that was uh, very funny <laughs> thank you sorry 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 let's have a look uh, Dan Douglas in Body Harvest when too many humans got eaten and the mutant assassin would spawn somewhere and track you down and murder you that does sound quite scary I've not played Body Harvest no so I can't I can't say much to that this is where usually Joe's quite good because Joe Oh, here it comes. I don't even know if he's even played as many games. I think he just lies. He's like, <laughs> oh yeah, I that. Right, I'll do that from now on then. I'll lie like Joe. <laughs> Bin Diesel at Minute5072 says, Remember my, my brother showing me the game D and assuring me it wasn't scary? Opened the first door and saw a guy pierced by spikes. Shat at Big Style. Again, I don't even know what the game D is, to be honest. When I was reading it there, I thought, does he mean he saw his brother's dick? <laughs> does he mean initial D? <laughs> You is like a proper phobia of Eurobeat. <laughs> Ross Fubister at eighty seven says I wasn't allowed to play the New Zealand story when I was very young because being eaten by the whale boss utterly terrified me. <laughs> oh he also found the graffiti of a crying Kiwi saying help me very unnerving. Dave Whitelaw at Midi twenty three oh four says for a moment I almost considered buying an Xbox One and he scared the shit out of himself. Oh hey. That's oh you've got an Xbox, don't you? That's a cracker. <laughs> Do you get a lot of use out of it? No, I get a lot of use out of it. Oh, because it doesn't get used. I um, when my PlayStation broke, mm-hmm. broke down, I had to go send it away to get repaired. I had about three weeks with the yeah. Xbox One, and it was fine. Mm-hmm. But it's not been on since the PlayStation. So, did back. you just buy it to cover that three-week period? I suppose you are Mister Moneybag. I, well, you know, it was nothing to me. Uh, the, yeah. the couple hundred pounds. No, I got one very cheap. I got a good deal on an Xbox One like a year and a half ago, and it's yeah. barely been on. What are you going to play on it? That crackdown's coming out. That rare replay thing looks good, but you could probably just get like you could play most of it on your computer, probably. Yeah, and half the games you're like saying, "I'm going to play Jetpack." Like, no, I'm not. Oh, finally, I can play Jet Force Gemini again. Aye, 
Uh, Ian at Spectral Hand says Gregory Horror Show being caught at night by a pink lizard wielding a foot long syringe. Desperate for your blood. Terrifying. I'm assuming that's in the game and not when he was trying to play the game. What do you think it is about your show that brings these folk out of the woodwork that play games that nobody else has played or heard of? <laughs> I've heard of Gregory Horror Show, I've just not played it. I think what it shows more is that uh, I have played a woefully low amount of games compared to everyone else. Yeah. Or I've been playing, I've spent too much time playing the. the not the wrong games, but not necessarily the right games. Mate, I've spent the last three weeks playing nothing but Just Cause 3, and I'm having an amazing time, so I don't care. See if you're having a good time. <laughs> That's it. Chase your bliss. Chase your bliss, exactly. Chase your bliss. Thanks for your understanding. Cami Toman, at Coat Mutiny, says, Being too fear, aged five, by the self-destruct bit in Super Metroid that I couldn't sleep with the SNES in the same room. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Wait there, he was five years old and had the SNES in his room? That means he had a tail in his room? At five? Privilege. Wow, we... This comes from a big pipe dynasty. <laughs> the Citizen Kane of pipes. At Psych Tyson says, uh, Ravenholm in Half-Life 2 was pretty intense. First half was quiet and creepy. Second half was frantic and stressful. It was too much. I'm trying to think if that's the bit where you go into a village and suddenly everyone's got head crabs. Because mm. if it is, I know what he's talking about. If it's not, then I didn't play much more than that. But when I, I played Half-Life 2. I have what you're talking about, Psych Tyson. <laughs> Have you played Half-Life? Yeah, but like on the Xbox 360, like maybe a decade ago. <laughs> I like the three. I like the 360 version because uh, you could do an invincibility cheat. Oh, right, really? Yep. That's the pro life, though, isn't it? <laughs> uh, at Nightmare Mode Go it says Spawn the Eternal on yes. PS1. There are bits between levels where you climb a spiral staircase, and the closer you got to the top, the worse those horrible sounds got. Scared the shite out of an eight-year-old guy. He actually wrote sacred to the shite, but I, we get what you mean. Oh, no, hey, don't put sacred words in his to the shite. I take know. words from his mouth. Mm. Don't do anything with his mouth. Mm. I'm a married man. Uh, Jim the schoolgirl at Jim the SG says the regenerators in Resi 4. I shot one down and ran past it, and it immediately got up and bit him from behind. Jim, how Possibly did you feel? in the behind. How did you feel? Were you scared? <laughs> we can calm down. <laughs> uh, go through a few more because we, like, we get a lot of responses things uh, down to the, the subject or down to me well the one that I meant yeah, on. there's two different ones there's one where I said we'll be joined by special guest Geshgav mm-hmm. that one got like two responses the, oh. the one that oh. I just said I just said the question oh. um, I think that was actually trending I see <laughs> I see <laughs> that one was it not in fact I think I got retweeted off James Corden well, I guess. There we go. Can't win them all. Uh, so. With everyone. I know. It's because I'm fat. You know what they say? Heavy is the head that wears the crown. <laughs> they say, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jim at Let's Hug Bro. Uh, he has got a gif to explain his uh, scariest moment. Uh, and it's the bit in Mario 64 where the piano oh, yes. grows teeth and attacks you. Yes. And it's terrifying. Yes, it even, is very much so. Even looking at the awful graphics of uh, Mario 64. Hey, leave it alone. Oh, I was going to say, I could I could get away with that when Joe's not here, because he still rates it as the, one of the best games of all time. Yes. <laughs> mm. It's not. Uh, in fact, there was a wee conversation underneath with lots of pictures between uh, Let's Hug Bro and uh, you, Uteraptor. Crazy Uteraptor. Yeah. Thank you. Um, with lots of kind of scary pictures from Mario 64. There's lots of... That's a terrifying game. It's an effed up game. It is an effed up game, indeed. Abby Bomer says, The original Tomb Raider on PC... So our big brother used to help her with the shoot uh, the controls. She'd do the running and he'd shoot. 
All I knew about the game was eventually there'd be an Egypt level, and that's all I cared about. So when, in the early game, we found a velociraptor, we both nearly weed ourselves trying to shoot and escape from the damn thing. I could also never get the music to work, so it was already an eerily silent game. <laughs> I never heard the musical stings until years later. Immediately after the T-Rex stomped around a corner and ate us, I shrieked and turned off the game for about two weeks. <laughs> Just a few more. Uh, Aidan O'Donnell. When I was in a save room in Fatal Frame and something walked past the camera... Oh, I don't like that. When you think you're safe, because yeah, you're in a safe, safe play. Oh, no, I don't like that at all. No, no I wouldn't. I wouldn't play that. Uh, Texas Tom Alden uh, says the entirety of the Fatal Frame series, which still distresses me when I remember it at night. Uh, oh, um, hope he's all right. He puts <laughs> he puts special blame on the crawling girl, the blinded woman, and girl in the well. Or all of whom have kept him from going downstairs for a glass of water at night because remembering remembering them made him too scared. Eesh. That's a shame. At Wood Abba 2 says, Going down the stairs to the hospital basement in Silent Hill 2, I heard a noise on the way down. This prompted me to run all the way back up the stairs, back to the last save point, and turn the game off, panicking all the way. <laughs> I've done that in game. A bunch before. of shite bags. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Hoisin Crispy Owl says early in Bioshock when you first pick up the shotgun in replays I always got b- back up to that point and got too stressed out I'm sure what happens is you grab the shotgun and I'm sure the lights cut out mm-hmm. uh, I was like I think Bioshock is one of the few kind of horror games I've completed I'm not really a big horror fan but I'll, Bioshock it's not until I was kind of really into it that I realised this is a horror game yeah it's a nice mix I think that gives you enough Mm-hmm. Time to kind of take your head out of the scary yeah. space and then get Aye. into the action, then get back in. It's like Manhunt. Manhunt mm. is a horror game, but yeah. you don't think about it until kind of later on. Yeah. If you know what I mean. It's, it's a, I know it's a weird thing to say, but. I bought yeah. that again on the PS4 recently. Do you? I, I keep getting tempted to, but then I remember I always got really stuck at it really early on. Yeah, especially now when you go back into it and you can't use the other stick to move the camera. Oh, fuck. It's fixed camera angles, isn't it? Which is a nightmare. Mm. Oh, that's scary enough, isn't it? <laughs> I never played the sequel. The novelty had worn off. Because I, I got Manhunt when I was like 15. Um, and the novelty pretty much was, here's the most violent game ever. Yeah. And I made, I'm 15. I can. I, I bought it because my mate worked in the game shop. Mate, I can do it. I'm 15. Exactly. I can do what I like. Then I showed it to my mum. <sighs> nah, that wasn't. She, my dad had to convince her not to take it off me. She was like, something's wrong with her son. <laughs> not wrong <laughs> no she isn't uh, right last few Stephen McLernan says getting an N64 for Christmas with FIFA 98 Road to the World Cup instead of Goldeneye nearly passed out from the terror but you know what not everyone gets a Christmas yeah you can consider yourself lucky mate <laughs> um, at Enchanting Duck uh, when there was anything remotely sexy on the screen as a kid yes and I mm. knew it would be like a matter of time to your parents knocked yeah. Yes. Yeah. I still yes. do that. Yes. Really? Yeah. No. If I'm sitting in the house and I'm playing something, like it'll always be, it's always fucking Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. at all times. I'm sitting, you know, and you'll be playing, you know, driving along fine. Then it'll just cut to a loading screen and it'll be some drawing of a lassie in a bikini or something. And that's yeah. exactly when Lindsay comes in. Mm-hmm. And she, every single time she goes, "Oh, aye." I think Alison spend more time in the strip club in Grand Theft Auto than me. Yeah. Well, it might not be true, but I'm going to say it. Yeah. What? Well, uh, I've now made it canon. <laughs> uh, Shut up <laughs> like Two la- last two mm-hmm. Stuart Fraser At uh, Ooft Stuart The bathtub scene From Eternal Darkness Properly stunned by fear And went immediately cold A horrible time <laughs> <laughs> It's weird because These are like If you were asking people For like funny experiences Or something yeah. They'd probably fall quite flat But I think that 
It's quite it's quite sad this. People are being quite honest. Yeah. And it's really funny. It's, it's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful moments. Last one, Michael, uh, uh Michael Di Prato. Uh, Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets. Two tigers, snails appeared out of thin air and he had to get his sister to finish the level. Tell me about it. Heartbreaking. There's probably a few at least a few people have disclosed things that have probably shaped their lives. Yeah, absolutely. In negative ways. I think a lot of people's lives are shaped by fear. That's one of the things that fascinates me so much about the macabre. And uh, that's something we st- talk about quite a lot on Supernatural Entertainment System. You've already had your plug. Don't make me cut more out. Listen to Geshcast. So, Gavin, mm-hmm. tell me about a time a game was really scary. PT was a big one, for sure. That mm-hmm. was an extremely harrowing experience. Even the new Resident Evil demo. Yeah. Uh, oh, that went person. off after two minutes. Yeah. Again, make sure those three of us there. Yeah. Made someone else play it. I'm quite happy to just watch someone. I'm yeah. Not, I don't think I'm, in, I'm interested in being in the room. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch it on YouTube. Yeah. I want to be there when it happens. Mm-hmm. Be in the room where it happens. And then, but let someone else do the heavy lifting. Yeah. And I can just hide behind my phone and go, go up the stairs, press that button. <laughs> go down the stairs, what are you not going down the stairs for? You know, that kind of thing. I'm yeah. a coward at heart, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, the other thing was, the thing that really made me think about times that I really properly shat it off a game. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, I think it's Silent Hill. Yeah. Uh, at one point when you go into some, you go into a bathroom, like out in, in a school, and uh, I'm just remembering this because, again, it's like one of those things, where even when I was young, you I made someone else play it. <laughs> yeah. But um, someone started crying in one of the in the cubicles, and I was just like, nope, that's Off. the end of that. Let's get Gran Turismo back on <laughs> and do another 120 lap race. Scott? All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I've already spoken on the podcast before about how the music from Super Metroid was too scary for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember we, it was, again, another feature. Um, that I think we filmed. We we're going to do a video about the. In fact, no, we streamed it actually. Fuck, it's one of the few times we've ever tried streaming something. Get your story straight. And we played that game. Oh, what is it? What is it called? It's on the PS4 and the. It's on everything. It's that game in a hospital. Oh, what was it fucking called? It is funeral graveyard. Funeral graveyard. Was it funeral graveyard? Uh, no, that's you, you lose a point there. Uh, horror game PS4. Tomb Raider Two. Tomb Raider Two. It was called Outlast. Oh, I, I'm thinking of a completely different game then. Yeah. Um, so we, we, it's one of the few games we've ever tried streaming, mm-hmm. uh, and it was Outlast. And I remember just, it's, it was just waiting for the jump constantly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's what I don't like. It's actually that tense feeling. You're going to get a fright. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the reason why I'm not a big fan of films like Paranormal Activity and stuff. Yeah. It's not because I think they're scary. I don't like how they're put together. I don't like how yeah. it's constant. Like, you can do jump scares in good films. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's something very mathematical about them. It's almost like, right, so we build it up, then jump scare, then we build it up, yeah. jump scare, jump... And I just don't find it, like, as terrifying. Like, I played a bit of Alien Isolation, and mm. I thought that was a bit... I felt that was more... It was the atmosphere. Yeah. Like, Bioshock, like, mm. you are scared because, yeah. to a degree, you're you're on the back foot. You're, like, in yeah. Alien Isolation, you're being hunted, and that's the fear. It's not just something jumping out at you, but you're... Yeah. You're kind of having to hide, and there's always the possibility you'll get found. Bioshock. It's not until later on when you've got loads of plasmids that suddenly you're powerful enough to take on. Yeah, and like, you kind of lose a bit of that fear. Yeah, yeah. It almost feels like for times you're like, oh shit, there's two of them. Yeah, and now you're like, yes, there's two of them. Yeah, exactly. And, and that happened in games like Manhunt as well. Even though I've not played loads of it, I know that eventually it moves from being hunted to being the hunter. Yeah, and that's quite empowering in mm-hmm. a game. 
And a lot of some horror films do that as well. In fact, horror films do it very well. That idea that someone turns from being the victim to suddenly, like, right, yeah. I can hold my own. And turn the tables. And some of the best horror films are kind of like that. Like um, even more recent ones, like You're Next and stuff. That's mm. what that whole film's about. Yeah. Um, but that sense of like, like when I was playing Outlast, like I'm I'm constantly on edge, and I just don't yeah. like it. I think that a reliance on jump scares shows that there's not a lot of like meat on the bone. Yeah. The they don't have enough ideas to actually creep you out. Mm-hmm. It's just because they know that a jump scare gets a reaction. Yeah. Like I've had Until Dawn under my under the PlayStation for about yeah six months mm-hmm. because I know, but I know it just pretty much relies on jump scares. <laughs> Like that's everyone I, who's played it has been mm-hmm. like that's the only thing that's got yeah. going for it, and I'm like, well, I, I liked, I quite enjoyed Until Dawn, except for some of the bullshit bits near the end. Um, but yeah, it, it, exactly that. I, I think for that, that some some elements of it kind of carried it for me. Mm. Um, it was actually it was one that me and Alison played through, so I'd play it, and she'd watch and got quite into See, it yeah, that way. I, I'm quite into that, but like I wanted to do that at home, and I'm saying to Lindsay, let's play Until Dawn. And yeah. she's like, get to fuck. There's no chance I'm watching the end yeah. of that. I'm like, all right, okay. So. But there's been genuine games like Dark Souls and other games that have really got me mm. without having to rely. It still had jump scares, but mm. there was also just bits where you just felt totally overwhelmed. Yeah, and yeah. that I think's more frightening, especially because games are all about you being in control. Mm-hmm. And when a game's like, well, we've given you all this stuff, but you're still going to struggle. Yeah, it's the feeling there's another mind at work. Mm-hmm. That it's not just throwing like as you say jumps at you. There's something yeah. else actually thinking. You're, you're playing against something. Yeah. You're not playing through something, you're playing against something. I think that's yeah. a big thing. And Left 4 Dead and other games like that as mm. well did that quite well. The whole idea that the, the, the zombies were all kind of being directed mm. to yeah. no two experiences would be the same. Anyway, anyway. What a good wee games chat. What a good games Welcome chat. Welcome to the Gamer Zone. Hashtag content. Yeah. So, people know all about this. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you already know where you can find us. But of course, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter, a bit socket. you can watch our videos. Now, last week, we had a big kind of week of content, so we put our live show uh, up on, uh, well, certainly the podcast is on iTunes at the Acast we- website. You can watch the live show on YouTube. It's, I'll be honest, I think it's best to watch it because there's loads of visual stuff. Um, Please watch it. Uh, we also did a Five Minutes in Heaven with Binaries, which was really good fun, and I did a review for Deus Ex as well. So remember, you can always you can always like the videos, you can subscribe, and you uh-huh, can read uh-huh. them as well. Because yep. it's your boy bits, okay. Mm-hmm. But where can people find out more about you, Gavin? Me specifically, you can Except follow me for on Except for the Twitter. Sex Offenders Register. Ah, oh, come on now. I'm oh, sorry. That's in my past. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at GeshGav. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find our podcasts that I do. You can find our gaming one at GeshCast. Mm-hmm. And uh, at SNES underscore podcast for the Supernatural one. Uh, please do, as we put a lot of work into it and we get fuck all back. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, I uh, hope you've enjoyed this podcast with our third our own, our third guest presenter. So what a privilege. Only Can I just three. say, it's been great to come here and see the setup and get to see how the professionals do it. You've been a real inspiration to the little guys like us. And uh, I can only say thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. That means a lot. I think we now should go and eat a lasagna. You're right. Well, remember, keep it sucking. (laughs) I'll bet your beef. (laughs) 